Welcome to the Success Over Struggle podcast. I'm Tisha Marie Pelletier, your host, where we interview entrepreneurs, organizational leaders, and nonprofit leaders to learn how they achieved their success over struggle. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. You are tuning into the Success Over Struggle podcast, and I am your host, Tisha Marie Pelletier, and we made it season two. This is the last episode in season two, and I am joined by my good friend, recent friend. We just mm-hmm. met each other probably about a couple months yep. ago. This is Steve Ricks, and he is the chief experience officer and the whiz at Imagine That. And I, I just have to say, I, I took his chief experience officer because I loved it so much. Spread it around. Everyone should have one. It's true. Yes. Everybody should be painting those experiences. Well, welcome, Steve, to Thank the podcast. Thank you so much. Every single day I think about the podcast because you gave me a success over struggle sticker and I put it right next to my built-in mouse pad on my computer. So every time I get mad at my computer for being too slow, I think success over struggle, relax, zen, <laughs> That kind of thing. So I think of you every day. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, and you can't toss that one out the window, right? Nope, because if I do, I toss the computer with it. Yeah. <laughs> I could get oh. you another sticker, but I think we'll go with this story because yeah, I like this story. For sure. All right. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. I um, So Steve and I met at House of Genius several months ago, and it, it makes me laugh because I remember you're like, you just like lit up the room. I'm like, if you knew what I was going through that day. <laughs> I do remember that. Which kind of shows our sometimes lack of self-awareness as to the real potence of who we are when we've gone through the struggles to create success. Sometimes we don't, we don't see the much as the polish as we think uh, that other people see because we see the rough edges. Right. But not you. You had it that day. Oh, I was rough around the edges that day. (laughs) Well, you disguised it well. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Well, I'm really excited to jump into this because you have so much knowledge. You've talked about starting businesses, exiting companies, and then finally finding this path, which I know you love. I know I can just hear it, see it, feel it every time we talk about imagine that and what you're getting people to do now, even as adults, right? So much fun. Fact is, even as you say the words, imagine that, I get what we call in Hawaii chicken skin goosebumps. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) because people use those words all the time. Imagine that or imagine this. And I'm like, if they only knew what we're conspiring for their greatness, their happiness, their well-being. Sure, sure. Well, let's dive into this journey because you've even mentioned that, you know, and I say the same thing. When you decide to become an entrepreneur, you board the lifetime entrepreneurial roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And it is not all loop-de-loops. It's not all wee. It's like, what the heck? True that. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, um, I, 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 when it comes to regular roller coasters, man, I love the dip down. Me too. Not so much in, in the entrepreneurialism world. However, it is, it, it's, it's very much, um, I don't know that all of us really understood what we were getting into when we decided down that path, some people just felt it from day one. That was not me. I actually worked for someone else. And I remember at age 26, I thought, I can never do this again. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't know was what the next, from, from 26 to 54, what's that, almost 30 years, right? 28 years would bring with it. And um, what a ride. I mean, today, <laughs> today t- I responded to someone on Twitter who said, what would you change about your life? And the answer is absolutely nothing because mm-hmm. everything has a usefulness, some things more than other, 
if I'm consciously extracting that and bringing it forward with me and then letting, letting the rest go. Um, yet I, f- I think a lot of people, especially today where we we're living in a world where something home-based seems to make a little more sense because of the uncertainty of the future COVID environment. Um, Certainly the uh, advent of millennials who are more side hustle based than corporate based. They're not going to work anywhere for 40 straight years. And if they're smart enough, they won't work anywhere at all past 25, 30 years Mm because they're very experience driven. And all that stuff is making what used to be hundred years ago, the way of the world, right? Everybody was an entrepreneur of sorts. Um, and then we got into corporate, you know, America and globalization of business. There is a trend moving back to the decentralization of business. And I think people do it for a lot of reasons. The one thing I'm sure of is none of us know all the uh, unintended risk we take. An entrepreneur by its very nature, nature the one who takes risk, right? Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it would be that many risks. but <laughs> <laughs> And it's different for all of us. But boy, I'm having fun. I really am. More than I have ever had. And you just exude that personality and that Thank fun. You. Every time I see you, every time I meet with you, I'm like, oh my gosh, such a lively individual, great energy. Thank you. And you know, and I just want to share just an, a little anecdote. I um, uh, earlier today, before this, I had a meeting with someone, and um, I was meeting them on the premises from business. I hadn't seen them in 14, 15 years. I used to uh, live here, and now, of course, while Hawaii is my home, this is my temporary home, at least the next year or two. Um, so I've been reengaging, and I remember. We talked about something that was very difficult. Um, we had been business partners in the past. And and uh, he told me I said something. I thought, wow, there's not a way in the world I could ever say that today. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him. I said, I am really sorry. Is there anything? No. no. I mean, he's like, we're done with it. He's like, I'm good. You're good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And I thought to myself, people with imagination, people with positivity, people with creativity their brain is so full of what's possible for today and tomorrow, they have no space to drag yesterday with them. And I was so blessed when he said that. I said, wow, here I was walking in the door today to possibly open up a new business relationship. And you said to me that I actually uttered the words, I'm not sure I could trust you in the past. And thinking, that's a that's a like five people of me ago. And so why do I share that? Because I, I am present. And when I'm present, there's no room for... Um, really anything but enjoying the moment, even in the midst of all the pain in the world right now, the messaging we're getting out to people is simple. Look, I get it. Anger and fear. And it's everywhere right now, all around the world, not Mm -hmm. just here in in the uh, riots and protest. And yet fear will give way to sadness, which leads to depression. And those people do nothing. Mm -hmm. Anger can give way to enlightenment and contribution, and activism, mm-hmm. and of course, imagination. And I, I just, uh, not that we're making your show a, a political platform, because it's not about that. Right. But when everything in the world screams to us, we're not happy, we're at unrest. For those of us who are like attempting to do something, there does not have to be the struggle that has existed for 200 years in this co- country because of people's skin color, their social preferences, their sexual orientation, their religious beliefs. Imagination creates a pathway where mm-hmm. it's all easy, every bit of it. People say I'm crazy and I say, well, that's certifiable. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, I'm serious about this, right? So yeah, you, uh, your observation of my happiness is much appreciated because um, 
if people only knew, <laughs> right? I think if someone's going to say you're crazy, you just say thank you. No, it's the biggest compliment I love I could it. Get. Thank yeah. you for that compliment. I am crazy. It's okay. Yeah, normalcy is a dangerous thing if mm-hmm. you really desire a great life. And normalcy is where the struggle really is. Because once you get into something that's otherwise abnormal or unusual, there's a lot of elbow room. There's a lot of space to grow. There's a lot of space to explore, experiment, and... That's my line anyway. That didn't work. Let's try something else. Experiment number whatever, right? You know, in years, I got 54 experiments under the belt, and some have worked better than others, and some you just say, well, on we go. And it's okay. But that makes me happy to experiment. People either get old and sedentary, closed-minded, angry, or they get younger, sillier, more curious, and um, forever happy. I want to be that. I I am jumping on that bandwagon with you, Steve, because that's what I want to do. We call that in the IZ, the imagination zone, where we're hosting this podcast today is a fantastic example of an imagination zone. Cool work zone. Lots of fun stuff happening here. And kudos to the forum out in Chandler for having this available for people to podcast and and just meet some some neat individuals who are hustling and grinding out here. All right. So Steve, is there is there a story that you can remember back in your I mean it can be anything that you want to share, but something where you feel it it gave you so many life lessons that you could share with the audience today. Well, if we're going back, I'm going to go to high school. Um I had a coach his name was Randy Wickline and my freshman year, I was at a boarding school and Randy um, and Lord bless him. He still follows me on Facebook today. And I, I just, I'm reminded all the time of what he said. He said, the character of an individual is what it takes to stop him or her and mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. What is your quit point? And he told me that the very first morning I had to get up at 5 a.m. and run three miles for the soccer team. Like nobody gets up at 5 a.m. when you're in eighth, ninth grade, right? Well, we did after the run. He said, great. Some of you ran real fast. Don't ever run that time again, or you'll be forced to run the evening, too. I was like, whoa, I'm glad I didn't run that fast, because it's a long soccer season. Sure. Um, and I think my first time was, I don't know, 26, 27 minutes. By the time I finished my senior re- year, I could run three miles in 15 minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, fast. wow. And, fast. And that, along with uh, having been the worst player on the team my freshman year, I was a... Um, kind of like a, a tryout. I wanted something to do. I played football in junior high. And boy, I knew nothing about soccer and I wasn't good. I scored two goals though to the other <laughs> team. <laughs> and man, you can be sure all the seniors on the team let me know that. So my sophomore year, I decided, or afterwards, I went to a, um, a, um, a soccer camp for mm-hmm. seven days by myself. Um, no one else from the, the school came and uh, learned a lot. And after this, that, I said, I'm gonna go buy some real cheap soccer balls because I really was kind of poor. Um, but about like seven of them and for at least three and sometimes as much as six hours a day that summer, I practiced 89 days in a row. Wow. Um, I came back. Nobody recognized me, not even me (laughs) because I was practicing by myself. I just didn't know how good I'd got. Um, I started varsity. We won the state championship. We went on to win the new England state championship. And that lesson taught me that, Human will is clearly a very, very powerful force. And that as long as I was always willing to compete, I could find a way. 
Now, if you fast forward to today, there's only one thing more powerful than will or say even love, and that is human imagination because it does not come from a place of force. It comes from a place of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And that's a very distinct difference. So when our in-studio production team here, Ellie, gets curious about something, (laughs) nothing's going to stop her versus when she's asked to do something it's different energy the way the brain responds to an internal stimulant for, hmm, I wonder what's behind door number two, mm-hmm. as opposed to an external stimulant that says, hey, Ellie, go close door number one. Mm-hmm. Very different. And, um, I, well, I don't really wish I'd known that then because then I wouldn't have all the life lessons I have now. But as I tag them to that, I'm very excited about helping people have lots of shortcuts. Imagination is the super highway to success so that you can get off the struggle pathway. It really is. So I find that I am one of those people that I'm always the curious type as well. And when I've uh, gotten to the challenge, when I've exceeded the goal, then I'm like, hmm, I think I'm good. I'm going to try something else. Do you Mm -hmm. feel like you're that type of person too? Do you run across a lot of those types? Because there are some people that are like, I got it. It's good. I can fall back into complacency. Everything is is great. And then there are those people that are like, did that, done that, moving on. We're all going to have a a different journey because we're all preloaded, if you will. And by preloaded, I mean, our first seven, eight years of living, our culture dictates our worldviews. I mean, it's why right now people are angry, are sad, are yelling at each other, are protecting each other, are are sitting on the sidelines, apathetic. I, I literally saw a TikTok today where, um, uh, a, a very comfortable um, female said, I, I'm going to be vulnerable. And she was on her living room couch. She said, my world's never known race. Yeah. I've always been around white people. That's exactly what she said. And she said, so this may sound odd, but I want to help. And I just have no clue how, right? Uh-huh. Well, and, and I thought that was great. And she's getting a lot of feedback. Um, and feedback's always a gift, right? And so back to that, that original premise, I, I just think that overall... No two people are loaded with the same software. And because no two people are loaded with the same software, the solution is never the same. Which, by the way, and I always get in trouble when I say this, but I can totally back it up. It's why the self-help and personal and professional development industry, well-meaning people, they're doing great work, and I would never take anything away from that. If we want lasting change and we want the whole world to change, the self-help industry is not the way to do it. It's all wrong. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is they're bringing us their ideas for success. And their ideas for success were theirs. That's why it worked. So back to the idea of, well, I try this and then I'm curious about something else. I always tell people, follow the curiosity until the curiosity is gone. Mm -hmm. And then get curious about something else because curiosity is not something we have to work very hard at. The other day, I became very curious about the efficacy of protesting through history. Has it really worked, right? Now, because I, I want to help people get what they want and is protesting the way to do it. Right. So I got very curious about that. Um, I'm also very curious about how to find more ways to get people listening to your show, right? And, and, um, and how to find ways to get people to say, hmm, maybe it's okay to let go of my ideas and try something else because mm-hmm. they'll never get curious and be imaginative until the premise of maybe there's more sits there. So everyone's going to be different for me. Huh. My path didn't choose me. Or I didn't choose my path. It definitely chose me heavily driven by curiosity. I mean, I was a scuba instructor. I guess technically I still am. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was a mortgage broker. I was a stock broker. I was, um, 
Um, I'm CEO of a publicly traded mining company. I've been married twice, have two kids um, who are far more successful than I was at their age. I mean, ridiculous. I, and all of this comes from a thirst for wonder and awe. Mm -hmm. I get bored with the same thing. And it's not an AD, uh, HD thing, AD, ADD, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's not an attention deficit disorder issue. Meaning when I taste something new, even if it's food, right? It's like, wow, right? Like people put those things together to make those flavors. Or when I go somewhere new in the world, it's part of what drove me to Hawaii. And it's been interesting being back and I've connected with people and I like it. And yet there's no wonder and awe to these 108 degree heat days. Because, oh my gosh. Because they've already happened. I've experienced it, right? <laughs> so finding wonder and awe so that every morning I wake up and I feel like, wow, this is something exciting today. I mean, I got really excited today because we've not done this before, but every time I do this, I have so much fun, but it's not because it's this, it's because it's new energy with other people and who knows what's going to come out. And if people want that struggle gone, that's what your show's all about. They right. want success. They have to get comfortable exploring the unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. Like I'm actually thinking about learning how to do that little shuffle dance I see all over TikTok. My son, <laughs> my son would laugh, laugh his keister off at me if he even knew I was trying. But I'm thinking I'm going to do it and then surprise him. I, hopefully, I can do it. But that's like I'm so. <laughs> so everybody in the you know that's listening, Ellie is my little assistant today. My eight year old daughter, she's been going around taking some photos. But I remember like when the floss came out, when mm -hmm. flossing came out. And I was even telling my son, my son, Caleb, at the time, I was like, you remember, you need to floss, you know, just remember. And he, he immediately like broke out into dance. <laughs> All righty then. And I was like, I meant flossing. Like, I'm going to learn flossing. the new floss move. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, like all those Fortnite moves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that though. And, and, and just one other thing yeah. for your listeners, because I know you said a lot of them are are engaging in the world of entrepreneurialism and, mm -hmm. and maybe it's new. And I'll tell you, I never took a great entrepreneurial class because I didn't go to school for entrepreneurialism. So I don't have that background. Um, however, if we think for a moment that when you have a show like this, you ought to have someone who is didactically going through these very monotonous yet precise steps of how to succeed at entrepreneurialism those listeners need to change their, their ear gate because you don't learn entrepreneurialism by following a blueprint. You learn it by making one, which yes. means you've got to experiment with lots of things and drawing on all of your life lessons from wherever they are, whether it was my soccer field experience or your flossing or whatever. I mean, there's <laughs> I was not flossing. <laughs> <laughs> There's something in everything. And the sooner we grab that, the more, um, e the easier it gets. It's more fun. You know, it's why, so I have this thought too that, you know, you're going to learn through experiences. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're right. Like there's not a Well, course. maybe. You never know. Some people don't learn, but that's the premise, yeah, right? Well, yeah. Well, but mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to learn how to be an entrepreneur just by taking a class or that's reading right. a book. You that's might grab right. some insight but it's not until you're knee deep. And then you know this, Steve, that when you come out with, this is the plan, that plan, just like that roller coaster <laughs> that throws you upside down when you least expect it. I think that's so um, insightful. I told someone the other day, um, for a long time, people did think I, 
I had attention deficit disorder because I'd get into a business and 18 months later I'd be out and they'd be like, did you quit? I said, no, I got bought out or I, I my time was over. I right. mean, you know, and that kind of stuff. They said, your whole resume looks like this here for two years, three, four. I think my record was four years and six months. People are like, what are you still doing here? Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, time is done. <laughs> and yet here I am six years and climbing um, with Imagine That. And uh, it's because all of those, and I didn't know it at the time, yet all of those other experiences were things that I could either quickly excel at, quickly achieve at, or in some cases, quickly fail at, right? Mm -hmm. You know, some things didn't work out. Had a fantastic mortgage company and we thought we were going to go public and then that whole thing fell apart when, when the real estate crisis happened here and all across the nation. But the idea that um, there's a getting there, right? Um, that you never arrive. And this has mm. been the single hardest, most challenging six years of my life if we're talking technically and execution. And, um, and yet I love the book, The Lean Startup, where it says mm -hmm. pivot, experiment, pivot, experiment, right? Pivot, experiment, feedback, right? Mm -hmm. um, I love that book. And um, <laughs> I have, I've got more pivots. I've gone through more <laughs> pairs of shoes or slippers, as we say in Hawaii. I mean, the calluses on my, my heels uh, look like pivots. They really do. <laughs> Because um, so many adjustments, so many, if I showed you all the plans I had, they all seemed good. And while I'm not totally at liberty, and you know about some of these things, I'm yes. not totally at liberty to disclose some very exciting things that we'll probably be disclosing in the fall or towards the end of the year. We got some really cool stuff happening. Well, guess what? That was never my business plan. It's way better than it, right? Yeah. So people have to get um, flexible. Mm. Uh, oftentimes struggle is just mm -hmm. a function of resistance anyway. Right? Sure. You know, well, you know, I lost that sale or, uh, you know, this happened or that happened. Hey, I, it happens, but mental flexibility and um, elasticity mm -hmm. are very, very important. Yeah. Yes. Being flexible. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you're right. Like you're expecting things. I mean, I had a marketing company in 2004. Mm -hmm. I decided the best year to have a baby was 2008. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the board survey. I says. <laughs> I know. Right. Yep. And then I'm like, what? This was not part of the plan. Right. We're not supposed to be in the recession. We're not supposed right. to be having economy tankings here. Like yeah. this was supposed to be perfect. Yeah. And it all went to the wayside. And and that's what I'm saying is you have to be flexible. It's This is a really great lesson, just even in what we're going through right now mm -hmm. about being flexible and adapting mm -hmm. and changing your course because a lot of us have had to change course over the last several months. I um, think for a long time we used to say, um, you know, practice makes perfect. And then we finally woke up and said, no, practice makes permanent, right? And and then people realize that it's not perfection that we're pursuing. It's actually uh, pursuing the idea of just, you know, getting good and comfortable with something. I've thrown all that away. Yeah. I want to repeat as many times as possible for one reason. The more experiments I do, the more fun I'm having. Yes. Because all, an, exper it. all an experiment is, is feedback. So, well, that didn't work. Try something else. I know people know this. 10,000 plus Alexander Graham Bell I did not get that uh, thing right. The <laughs> fact is, they say his um, his barn where he um, did all his experiments burned down. And um, they, they said, aren't you worried about, uh, you know, all the formulas and stuff? No, all that stuff's all done. It's all gone. That wasn't it. Now we're just that much closer, right? Right. And 
being attached to outcomes can be very disappointing. Yes. So um, I tell people expectation, especially in the pathway of an entrepreneur early on in his business, expectation, it's premeditated resentment. We just don't know it until afterwards, mm. right? You know, so getting mm. into that mode of, I'm going to get something good out of this. Either no, this is not the way to go, or yes, it is, or somewhere in between. So do it with all the vim and vigor possible, because the sooner you get it done, you're on to the next one. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy that you said that, because a lot of times we're like, it, it, it's not supposed to go this way. You have these expectations, and then you let yourself down. You, you suffer through that disappointment. I'm going through something like that right now. Honestly, Steve, like I love startups. You know, I've talked about startups. Mm -hmm. I can just help startups. But I've been told several times over, there's no money in startups. How are you going to sustain startups? How are you going to do this? How are you going to make that your sole business? So I took a break. So it's not that I've had to reinvent the wheel. I just had to take a break to think about it. And it's just like you were saying, pivot, experiment, get feedback, go back again. Pivot, experiment, feedback, go back again. And now I am so energized to bring it back because I already have other programs in place and this is not all my eggs in one basket. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Means yes. Maybe there'll be room in her, her basket for some of our imagination eggs yes. in the future because we're going to need all the help <laughs> we can get with what we got cooking. <laughs> and yet that, that really is true. You're, you're demonstrating your pliability. And, you know, they talk about the expression work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um Balance is a misnomer. Balancing is an action, right? Mm -hmm. There is no, uh, like the, the, the state of stasis biologically is never in, inert. It's always moving, right. right? So an entrepreneur would do themselves well to accept the fact that you're always going to be on the go. You're always going to have business in your blood because like you think about it all the time. And so where the balance comes in is ensuring that you have good, healthy intake of community of people. Sometimes that's who you work with. Sometimes it's all other than that. Mm -hmm. Having good, you know, just the simple things, eating well, good, positive mental diet. I mean, I'm listening to at least a book a week, so 52 a year. And um, it alters the way I think. it, And it makes me more valuable in my existence with other human beings. Because let's face it, every time we come to a little conversation, somebody's going to say something. And either it's going to have everybody's attention or not. And I want to make sure that when I open my mouth or when I open my ears to listen and then respond, that I bring some real value to a world that's in pain, is confused, um, or if they're all excited, that I put, you know, wood on the fire, I stoke it. So, like, I, I love the premise of time blocking for maximum efficiency. Mm -hmm. However, when I, uh, and I, I coach, a, I used to coach a lot, um, in, the, in this new model, there'll be less of it. Um, when I'm coaching someone on the phone with a, a bright young lady just yesterday or a Zoom call, and um, she's going to be a great leader in her company. And I simply said to her, when you are completely certain of the one thing that is most essential for your success, Gary Keller of, of the, the brokerage firm, mm -hmm. Keller Williams, wrote a book called The One Thing. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And in it, he said, when you identify that one thing, it will make everything else in your life easier or no longer essential. Like you get to throw things away, baby and bathwater, because you find out that you don't need this, you need that. And, and in my world, um, it's simple. And I, I've known it for a long time now. I, I love public speaking. 
I love writing. Um, I've got two books just about done coming to the market soon. I, I've, I've just signed on to agree to two more projects plus one I was working on. So I'm catching up for all the years I didn't write books. But um, I love book writing. I love coaching. I love conflict resolution. These are things not I only love. I, I've, I've like really taken time to understand and master. And yet none of those things are the things that make me happiest. The thing that makes me happiest is getting another human being a result or supporting them getting it where they couldn't necessarily get it on their own. And um, it makes me relevant to the conversation called life. And it gives me the opportunity to feel like my legacy will extend well past what I do and begin to help support other people in what they do. Now, sometimes I get that result through public speaking or through mm -hmm. coaching, but it's about I'm here for you kind of thing. Yes. So my deal today, like that. while I love my business, my deal today wasn't come talk and promote my business. My deal today was to talk about how we succeed without struggle, right? Because mm -hmm. that's your that's your gig, and I want to help make sure you're successful. Yes. And, Bam. And while and, and what you said, Steve, is that don't be afraid to ask for help if you're struggling. People are there to help you, and Steve and I very similar type where. That's our success. To me, that's the very defini definition of success is that I helped you get to where you are. I got to play a part in your story. I get to leave that part of the legacy. Like I'm doing these rule of life lessons. I think you might, might have seen those. I, I saw this morning. So it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and the rule of life lessons is a continuation of the books that I've written. But I'm like, I have written so many books. Now I want to continue the story. There's always a life lesson. There's always something. And who am I ultimately leaving it for? This little girl right here, my son, like she said to me, Steve, and I was like, oh my gosh, happy tears, happy tears. She said, mom, will my kids be able to watch all these videos that you've done? And I'm like, yes, that of course. That is so awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, and your kids' kids and their kids. Like that is what it's about. And that's why I do it because I'm like, if I helped you in any way, I did my part and that was success. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That makes me... um. I have a 27-year-old and a 30-year-old, and um, they've watched dad struggle. They've watched him be a millionaire. They've watched him be broke. Um, and um, mm -hmm. I, um, my son, well, they're both in the entertainment industry. My daughter runs a TV show in Hollywood. Yeah, you and, mentioned. Yeah, and um, my son's been a, a director of photography and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I asked him to start doing some of this video work for us, and, and I told him that maybe later this year, early next year, I might need a travel buddy because I'd literally be traveling around the world. And Sure. And three, four years ago, when we first started doing video, he'd scratch his head on the other side of the camera. He says, you really think this stuff's going to work? <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's like, I played when I was five. I don't need to play when I'm 24 or whatever he was then. And now he's like, Dad, he said, it's funny. I hear more and more people talk about imagination being the key to the future of the world. He said, maybe you were right after all. I'm like, oh, not wanting to be right, but just wanted to get inside my kid's head. You're like, may I record that? <laughs> yeah, right. And so, but what an important thing to give our kids, A, something to be proud of. I told someone who was struggling the other day to be a parent, mm -hmm. like to really own it. I said, listen, the only thing that moves me anymore is what my kids are going to say when I'm dead. Yes. You know, and, and what anybody else says doesn't matter to me, but like that matters. Um, yeah. I created them. So, oh, dude, yeah. you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Okay, tissue, Kleenex. I know. I know. And then I've got my kiddo sitting here. So, yes, thank you. I love that. Yep. You're right. It's, mm -hmm. It is, to me, it's so much about the legacy. What's the legacy that you leave behind? You're going to do some amazing, incredible, awesome, phenomenal things on this planet. But what ultimately is that goal for you? And it's yeah. it for me, it's I just want my kids to know that you're right. I've struggled. 
I've succeeded. Mm-hmm. I've done what I set out to do. I, I took the risks necessary to get those things done. And I just ultimately want you to be proud. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, by the way, I wish our podcast was video because it was, you could see the cutest little young oh, lady in the world. Oh, I know. I don't have my video camera <laughs> and I did not plug it in. Um, uh, well, how do people get in touch with you, Steve? And anything on the horizon that you want to mention as we, as we cut out? Okay. Um, two ways. They can find us by going to our website, www.imaginethat.com. L-T-D, as in limited, okay. L-T-D. And uh, they can call me directly. Um, uh, that's the way I'm most accessible. And I love taking calls. I, there's one thing I, I attempt to keep in my schedule. It's people. And that would be 808-321-0729. I know we're in the 480 area code. But I'm from the 808, which is the great <laughs> state of Hawaii. Back here in a state I lived for 21 years for another year or two as we continue to roll out and develop our stuff. Upcoming things. Hmm. I would say um, when they go to that website later this summer, they'll see the release of the book, Unshakable Confidence, which is um, helping each of us as, as people um, return to the confidence we were from the day we were born. We were, we were born confident. And uh, the book proves it. And then um, later this fall will come out the book, The Power of Playful Thinking. Not The Power of Positive Thinking, Norman Mm -hmm. Vincent Peale over 100 years ago. Great book. But The Power of Playful Thinking. And um, life is just a big playground. We were born to play and we need to uh, enjoy it. So I'd say they could look for those things. And and, and then this fall we'll be um, introducing some very compelling programs. If your audience are influencers at any level, they manage, they, um, they lead, um, they have oversight. We're going to be putting some very exciting tools available to people to help support their journey in waking up imagination of the people they influence. So it'll be a lot of fun. Very cool. A few things to look forward to. All right. Well, I will include those in the show notes of how people can get in touch with you, Steve. It was a pleasure. Man, that time flew by, didn't Doesn't it? Doesn't it fly? Yes. Yeah, time flies when you're having so much fun. It does. It's called the Imagination Airline. (laughs) (laughs) Off we go. Thank you, Ellie, for being my assistant. Mm -hmm. And if you like Success Over Struggle, if you'd like to listen to more podcasts, like I said, we are just wrapping up season two. So thank you, Steve, for being my finale episode. Um, Then you can find more at successoverstruggle.com. You can learn about the podcast, see all of the other episodes, connect with great Phoenix movers and shakers here. And then we will be back with Social Connect Phoenix as soon as we can get back to live events again, where you can meet these amazing individuals that you've heard and seen on the podcast at these events. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you back in season three. Bye guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Success Over Struggle podcast. We hope we've inspired you to overcome your struggles and find your own success. We look forward to having you join us on the next episode.